0: Welcome, Fireflies, to the rawest gaming podcast in the world, Raw Effect, with your host, Max. And myself, Benza. Thank you, (laughs) Max. Uh, So today, we are back with the second part of our previous podcast, which is only focused on The Last of Us Part 2. And this uh, part will only contain spoilers and basically will focus on only the story and narrative of the game. So if you are not interested in The Last of Us 2 spoilers, turn it off right now because you will be disappointed and your gaming experience will be completely destroyed. So I warn you, do it now. But other than
1: that, let's dive right into it, Max. Yeah, like you said, uh, the leaks happened... They spoiled that Joel's gonna die in the end, and if you're still here and you still want to play the game, we just destroyed your experience. It dies in the
0: freaking beginning, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So people hate, hate, hate that he dies in the beginning. How do you feel about it? Hmm. I kind of hate it too. Well, I okay. I
0: I'm okay with him dying Uh, overall i'm not super against it but i feel like the way he dies is just the most annoying, it ruined the character for me, like, okay, okay, let let me get this out of the way, he's like, a super experienced person that has been there since the freaking outbreak, he meets a fucking girl, saves her, they introduce with their real names, they don't have their guns out, and they think, they're like, hey guys, this is a bunch of new people in a closed room that I don't know at all, I'm, 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 by the way, I'm Joel, who are you, and then, oh, he dies, like can he really die this way it makes any sense to you like i feel like he makes the rookiest mistake and also his brother like they are both like super high skilled survivals for multiple years knowing everything and they make this very basic mistake and that's the way he dies really like that's just super annoying to me
1: who started off yeah yeah. (laughs) i heard this from a couple of people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I heard this from a couple of people, and I've actually been thinking about it. Yeah. So they meet Abby, right? Yeah. She's already in distress. He doesn't save her. Abby actually helps them out. All of them would have been dead without Abby. The second one no, no, uh, Tommy
0: being in a in a in a thingy where like uh, a bunch of infected are like grabbing her, and Joe saves her from the chains, basically. Like she already would have died there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but she's saving all of them as well Because there's two people in the room Who's fending off the infected When Tommy is pushing the car towards the window So they yeah, can get out uh, at the all The infected
0: only got to them Because they went back to save uh, Abby Like they went back to save her from no, the No,
1: they didn't go back They bom- No, no, like she was like into climbing there right,
0: in, the, in the chains And then there was like hundreds of infected Pushing against the chain And then they were like Oh shit, let's save her And then went into the room And ran, ran with her basically That's how I Hmm.
1: I remember that She was like attacked by the fence All the people were like grabbing towards mm-hmm. her And Joel just pull, pulled her out So he was already yeah, there really know I think they, they were both back. there because Yeah it was... they were
0: there but we don't know if they went back to save her Or just like The exact same spot You know what All I right. mean?
1: I know what you mean. All right, so let's move on from there. So they're completely surrounded. There's no way out. They can't unrun them at all because they are also running behind the horse. So there's no way to get away. The only solution is that they can go to the cabin that Abby suggested. That is literally the only way out. So at that point, they're already locked in. Then they get through the gate. There's a bunch of people standing there already shooting. If they would have said, all right, uh, we're gonna start a fight with them, they would have lost immediately and would have been shot on the head. Joel already let it slip that his name was Joel before, so every already knew that wait, 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 he no, was like Joel, when... because she... No, she
0: does. They don't just get to a camp, it's, not, it's more like they are already safe, and then she's like, oh, let's go to our camp, which is close by, basically. And then they say, oh, let's just go. no, 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 yeah. no, no. no.
1: When they go to the camp in the cutscene, there's infected from every angle chasing behind yeah, them. Yeah, but they could have escaped That's any other way. That's why they're all basically. at the gates. That's why they throw the Molotovs at the gate. Yeah, but
0: I think they could have just escaped any other way. It just was like organized that they she has her friends there. Which which is okay that they go that way, I think. It's just they had their guards so down and they didn't like do like they weren't like precocious at all
1: or or like care at all, basically, which is very weird to me. No, they they had to go there because the blizzard was destroying everything and they would have never made it back to their next save point safely. That's why they could not run the infected and the house was the only safe spot. I, and I as soon as that, the gate honest, closed, really. like, they were already they fucked. Always, they and always the thing survive, is, they weren't, they weren't... Like, they survive everything, dude. But they weren't dumb either. Uh, so Joel already let it slip that his name was Joel. So that was fucked already before they got to the camp. And then they go into the room and Tommy is already taking a spot at the side because there's people just surrounding them, so he already knows that they're kind of screwed. That's why he's suggesting they should come back with him to the camp because at least there they have like proper defenses. If they try anything there, Tommy and Joel are safe. So they would have. They they were fucked the second the horde attacked.
0: Well, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't a rookie mistake. I feel like it's still like
1: at that point. Like I think they
0: always survive everything. Uh, I don't think they would have died to the horde. They would have probably got out the same way without Abby. They I think they still saved Abby two times basically because Abby would have hundred percent died. They were at least two people, right? Abby was completely alone. So the, she would have died. I don't know about them. Maybe they would have died. Who knows? But. Yeah, I feel like when they were in that room, it was just felt so weird. Ex- especially Joel. I guess you're right. Tommy was like on the side, really like sitting there, like kind of more cautious, I guess. But Joel was literally standing in the middle of a whole circle and just casually, very friendly, talking to everyone, and that just felt well. All... He
1: was just walking in, and then people kind of just surrounded them. And then he was like, hey, "Wait, you like, know th- me or th- something?"
0: This... And then he basically got killed.
1: No, the the second they said Joel the entire mood of the scene changed and everything was completely fucked, but Abby already knew about it because she was talking to Owen in the background and like whispering to him because she already knew who he yeah, was. True. So they were, they, were, they were completely done the second I mean, the you word could arrived Abby's at face. the outpost. No,
0: I still don't agree with that because I think they could have just got away, but... Yeah, Abby, when, Abby, when they said, I'm Joel, when they introduced, Abby's face was like... <gasps> and then you knew that something is up, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, they said in the beginning, uh, the first thing she's, they said were like, oh, we need to find him. And at that point, it was clear. I mean, I didn't hear anything about the spoilers, but. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised Joel made it out of the first game alive. He's a fucking monster a and beast, a terrible dude. person. Super likable. I, I, I love Joel. He has such good chemistry, and like the the way, he, like the the hand he was dealt, and the things he had to do to stay alive were like already horrible and terrible, and he had a really rough life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also did a lot of really, 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 really terrible yeah, things. Yeah, I think I th- and I think he had a I, comment.
0: I think you're right, but at the same time, as you even said yourself, everyone in this world is. monster basically and joel is also a monster like he killed like what hundreds of people in the first game but that's probably like more like for the gameplay itself but he has like his own like kind of codex like a samurai more like we also talked about ghost of tsushima uh he's like kind of a nice person but uh, beast at the same time, you know?
1: Joel is a fucking asshole. I think is like in the first like, game yes, when, you, when you meet and Joel
0: and, and People who care about them then he really cares about them and treats them nicely and when you
1: meet, when you meet Joel and Trish in the first game They give zero shits about anything. <laughs> they just care about their own survival and they are smugglers Yeah, true. The second you hit it you the second you hit Pittsburgh and they lure you into that trap He said that he did that a couple of times to other random people, set traps and then just killed them and stole whatever they had. He is not a good person, not by a long shot. Even the decision that he makes to fuck the entire planet (laughs) just to save that one girl.
0: Yeah, well, that's also like more like a dilemma, I guess. Like, do you sacrifice like basically your family, like your daughter basically or save the whole planet? I don't know. I would have probably done the same thing. Yeah, right? that's exactly
1: the same decision the the other dad had to make in the game. The father of Abby and he said he had the complete opposite opinion. He said I would offer my daughter, and the daughter completely agreed. The sake of uh, yeah, Abby's dad was probably yeah, Abby's
0: dad was probably a nicer person, I guess. But I would probably still do what uh, Joel did. I, to be honest, if I was in that situation,
1: uh, like. All right, let's talk about Abby. Yeah. So she kills Joel, right? And you hated her, as far as I can tell, till the uh, end To be of the honest, game, right? I didn't
0: even like her even before she killed uh, Joel. She was just not sympathetic from the very beginning, and it just got worse when he, she killed Joel. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really like her personality or anything. I was never interested in what's happening with their whole crew. I didn't really care about any of their relationships. Uh, that, like... They had this weird copy of the love triangle, so, yeah, so Abby was in a love triangle with Owen and uh, this Mel, this third girl, who was pregnant. And weirdly, the exact same thing was happening with uh, on the other side of the spectrum with Ellie and uh, her friend, uh, or girlfriend, and her ex-boyfriend basically it was also like a love triangle so i was kind of that was also weird that they bring that up two times maybe they like tried to set the, like a parallel between the two but it still felt really odd to me the same like scenario two times so yeah i didn't really care about happy i was happy to see her suffer and her friends die on Python. i don't know <laughs> uh, it was great joy to me
1: <laughs> hmm. all right so Basically, the entire structure and the the narrative is that fucking hatred is toxic. And there's, like, vicious circles of just revenge going on in that game. Yeah. That's so what the whole game is about. Basically, I could it's simp- weird. Bit. Halfway through the game, you play as Abby, right? And they reveal why she killed Joel in the first place. Yeah. And a lot of people couldn't get behind that. Because she kills Joel because Joel killed her dad. Yeah. And then... But at the same time, Abby kills Ellie's dad and it's the exact same thing. And if you are behind Ellie's in the beginning, from a logical perspective, well, the, well you should be no behind. but then
0: you go one step even further that uh Abby's dad is killing Ellie so Joel kills Abby's dad then Abby kills Joel and then Ellie wants to kill Abby so it's really a vicious circle everyone just wants revenge for everyone basically
1: Joel kicked this entire thing into motion that is like the beautiful irony no, the that, that, no, like no, the last su- no 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 the the last the last cutscene of this game is literally him saying he would do the same thing all over again, yeah. save her and save everybody. If Joel, so at the end of part two, there's only ever one survivor. If Ellie survives, Joel has to die because if all if Joel saves Ellie, Abby is gonna kill Joel because he killed her Where dad. Joel
0: saves but
1: if what? if Joel survives, and let's. Ellie die, But where I mean, would, Joel would, if I would go go back Ellie to die? What do you
0: mean? If in the first game they, she lets Ellie die, you mean?
1: Uh No, no. If he saves Ellie in the first game, he's dead. Because of the ripple effect. Oh, well,
0: because then Abby wants to kill him, right?
1: Exactly. But if he lets Ellie die, then he will live, but Ellie is dead. So there can only be one survivor.
0: Well, in a way, unless Abby is not in the picture, yes.
1: Yeah, but Ab- Abby is in the picture. That's the whole point. That's why she's in this game. That's why she's such a major narrative character. Okay, but at the same time, okay. And I honestly like, think would that... Would
0: it even be alive for Joel so, if she, uh, he let Ellie die? Like, he lost his daughter, he lost his family. He was already super depressed. Ellie was, like, the only thing in his life he cared about. And then he chooses to let her die because of a greater good that he doesn't really care about. So then like then he dies basically as well there already so then no one survives. So let me
1: ask you this, what's gonna happen to Ellie after this game? What? She can't play the the one thing that the, her last connection to Joel, her fingers to play the guitar, are bitten off so she doesn't even have that anymore. No, but she has kind and of she basically family, was,
0: with, we don't know what happened to, which was kind of like left open, right?
1: She gave up everything for the revenge. We don't even know where Dina yeah, is. Exactly. She could have gone anywhere with well, the we kid. Well we know
0: that they are they didn't That's get like killed or anything because the bed sheets were like nicely put on the bed and her stuff together, so they like
1: left on purpose. But
0: we don't know what happened, yeah.
1: So this is what I'm saying about the parallels, so think about it, right? So Joel kills Abby's father. Yes. Abby kills Ellie's father. Yes. Then Ellie kills Abby's friends. Then Abby kills Ellie's friends. At that point, everything would have been fine.
0: Yeah, but Faith, uh, Ellie killed Abby's like friends she, she, because No, no, they no, no. Let me finish. Let me wait, finish. But Ellie only killed Abby's friends because they were there torturing Joel as well. Like I don't think she would have killed them if they were not there. Like they were kind of part of this.
1: I think Ellie just killed them to get to Abby in the first place. She didn't even kill any of them. She killed only the one person, which she tortured to fucking death while she was infected, just to get out where Abby might be.
0: Yeah, like her main goal was Abby, for sure, but I, he, she wanted to kill all of them, like hunt them down one by one, basically. Yeah, but
1: if you really think about it, right, if you compare Ellie, when she confronts Abby, oh my god, uh, the, the, that their names yeah, are so close, it's throwing me off so hard. when
0: she confronts her, which part?
1: Alright, so, at the point, at the aquarium, right, Ellie is already, like, so far gone that she just kills everything in her way to, like, get her fucking revenge. How is this any different from Abby in the beginning of the game?
0: I'm not saying it's really she left different.
1: A- Ellie left all of her friends behind to go after this one person. She didn't care about Jesse, she didn't care about Tommy, Dina was in the fucking uh, theater... What did Abby do in the beginning of the game? She left Owen and left everybody in the house before they even could make a plan just to make a run for it and see if she could kill Joel.
0: Yeah, I know, like they were both obsessed with revenge basically. And that's why I'm saying that there's always like parallels between them in the game, even in weird ways like this love triangle thing.
1: <laughs> it's not weird, it makes perfect sense. When Ellie is at the end at the farm, right, she has everything she ever wanted. She has a lovely no, she girlfriend, doesn't. She doesn't wife, she has a kid, Joel. she has a farm.
0: Like she only loves Joel truly and she doesn't have him because this girl took him away
1: Well, she has PTSD from the moment when Joel got or just kills, yes. guilt and vengeance and survivor's guilt. Yeah. Yes, but She leaves everything behind that she ever wanted to like take revenge on that but person she How is this any different from Abby when you look at like, the f- like no not the family, but if you look back at the flashbacks of Abby of Owen and her just having a time at the museum and Owen really loves her like throughout the entire game and even wants to get back with her in the end for a reason but um like it makes so much sense she's basically throwing everything she has away to do the training get buff and to take revenge as well just to go on this narrow-minded path of just destroying everything in her way to get to the killer of her death that's
0: very true and they are both the same it's the same
1: thing that Ellie yeah, does I know the entire first half of the game, I mentioned it a lot of times in the in the podcast, in the normal episode. Like, the first half of the game throws me off so much because there's zero character development. All the characters that you go through, like, you see the people that killed Joel in the beginning, but you don't see their faces properly or they don't have any characters. Yeah, you don't even know who And who is you, like, who, go basically. from location exactly. to... Exactly, like, they're just saying yeah, the name and exactly. you don't even know who you that is. Yeah, I, no idea. Exactly, yeah. and you go from location to location to kill these assholes and you don't even know who they are. You're basically the predator and you just want to get it fucking done and yeah, kill it's them. It's almost like you have this and list of names like and you perf- just
0: go and want to kill each of them. That's why, that was my problem with, I, was, I even said in the last podcast that kind of all characters lost their meaning for me. Except Joel, Joel was only kind of stupid in the beginning, but yeah. But uh, that's why I don't like Ali that much anymore, exactly. like. She has basically nothing of Joel in her except the very last scene, not last scene, but like the last fight basically when she has some humanity, but is just a monster, not caring about anyone, just not even literally a human, like, she's barely the cute, okay, not so cute girl, she was always a badass, but, you know, like, she just deformed into this one monster only looking for revenge and not caring about anyone, and as you said, it's basically the same as Abby, yeah.
1: Perfect. That is exactly what I wanted you to feel. That's exactly the point of the first half. I kept asking myself, like, it would be so easy to have, like, the people that you're trying to kill, like, humanize them, give them some lines, let them show up. It's so weird that Abby never shows up again in Ellie's campaign right until the end. Yeah. It's so weird to me. You never see the villain ever again, even though in the first, like, if you look at any games of the last six Uncharted games or Last of Us, Every game is from the perspective of the hero. You you never see the villains in random cutscenes. If you see the villain, they, like in Uncharted 4, you're in a catacomb and listen to them through, like, some stones and stuff. Mm-hmm. You never see the villains plotting alone. You're always with the people. Yeah. But in this game, in the beginning, you switch perspective so much. So it would have been so easy just to show, like, Abby doing some random stuff and, like, reacting to her friend's deaths or something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know at that point that you were still playing with Abby later on. I just knew that Ellie was going through this and I was confused as hell why she is completely dehumanized, all the characters don't matter to her, and you don't even care about the villains anymore yeah. but that's just because you're so narrow-minded on your goal and try to achieve it that nothing else matters anymore and just the hatred that she has in herself that's growing and the more vicious she's getting and killing all those dogs and all those people and just mowing down through these fucking yeah, just assholes just an anger, is basically. exactly but uh, wait, is uh, exactly uh, I think what it's they worth wanted.
0: mentioning to the listeners who haven't played the game that uh, the whole structure of the game is basically you have like a beginning opening section where and you play a bit with uh, Joel, which is not super important, then we play with Ellie and uh, Abby, and it's just like a beginning of the game, where uh, Joel dies, and uh, Ellie kind of finds out, and then you spend three days uh, of the game playing as uh, Ellie, leave, uh, leading up to the confrontation with Abby, because uh, they are like hunting down each other, basically, as we said, and then after the confrontation happens, you switch places, you go back in time and play as Abby, leading up to the same confrontation, the same three days. And then you, uh, again, go to the same moment when they meet and then you fight each other, basically. And then uh, there's like a last section of the game when you play with Ellie again and uh, go after Abby for the ending of the game, basically. So that's how the whole structure of the game is, with some flashbacks for both characters during their playtimes back in their past.
1: Yeah. So I was also wondering throughout the first half, because I kept taking notes and was thinking like, how can you do this better? Why don't you uh, like write out these characters more? Why do you do it in this way? Why not change the Abby campaign with the Ellie campaign so at least you care about the people that you kill later on and feel bad about killing them or something, right? Mm-hmm. But the way this is structured actually makes so much sense to me, because you... ...are in the opening, you see both perspectives, you, Joel has been taken out, and every, and both of them have a massive character change. Ellie is happy and lucky in the beginning and hasn't a care in the world, she just thinks about her girlfriend and stuff, because there's nothing else, well, technically, there's a shit ton to worry about, but in her little world, that's all that matters at that point. Yeah. Abby has, like, a single-minded focus on just killing Joel and getting it over with, because she just wants revenge for her father because she's been training for the last four years, hanging on to every threat, loose information that could tie her to Joel and just, like, she she wasn't even sure if he was there or not. She just wanted anything that she could hang on to to like, get revenge. And after that point, Ellie transitions into Abby and at the halfway point, when Ellie is literally at her lowest low, uh, her friend got shot Um, You weren't sure if Tommy was still alive and she was literally at gunpoint from Abby. The asshole that shot Joel and popped up out of nowhere and you didn't know why. And then you switch perspective. Yep, exactly. And at that point you realize that, or I did, that I didn't give two shits about Abby. I wanted her to die and I wasn't sure if I hit the halfway point of the game or if this was just another little flashback that you were having and then go back to the original story. But it turns out it's halfway through the game, and then you start playing with Abby. And... You realize pretty soon that she literally hates what she did. Everybody surrounding her, who was part of this Joel thing, can't stand her anymore because of how vicious she was by killing this dude. Nobody wants to be around her anymore, she can't sleep, she can't eat, she hates herself, and she literally looks for her redemption and something to believe in again and literally redeeming herself the entire arc of her throughout the second chapter is finding somebody to care about in Lev and in uh, Kara or what was her name yeah
0: yara yara something like that
1: Yara. yara and uh, yeah and many as well so you grow to actually like the characters that you killed in the beginning they get a lot more character development you can see like the brighter tones coming back well, from you say like, all you the, the gray that I was in the care. F-
0: <laughs> I really didn't care about anyone. I them. cared a
1: lot. I think. I liked many, but. I think Abby and Owen had like a really good relationship. And I, I think. To um, be honest, I felt like Owen and like and this th- were weird, a really good team.
0: stupid dude to me that I like, like just. I didn't even like him. Uh, I didn't like Abby. The only one maybe I liked is Mel because she was kind of like the nice person. And then I liked these uh, two uh, scars. Which we should uh, definitely talk about, that uh, the game has this, uh, basically, this new faction uh, called Scars, or what was it? What's the long version? Scars, Th- so yes. That was like a longer version of that. Uh, Scar... Um,
1: so, um, I- and yeah, I don't remember. Sar- Sarf- Sarf- oh, Sappharites, Saphirite,
0: Saphisi- I think yeah and And these are these fanatical uh religious people uh believing in like a woman that did miracles and has like teachings kind of like jesus basically but in that age and in a female form
1: and then they uh no yeah they said she is all they believe in is that the pandemic was make a wake up call that all the technology is bad and that you should go back to your yeah. Old but boys. they
0: believe in the teachings of this one person who did miracles. They said like she literally mentioned that she is doing miracles and they have statues of her literally resembling like Jesus basically, and this like whole drawings and pictures of her like the saint that died like a martyr. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, in some way. Yeah, and then of course it, like it was like, like a in random her lady that uh, you
0: uh, turn away from modern technology and and like yeah, what you just mentioned basically. That's also part of it.
1: Yeah, it was some random lady who just wrote some books who grew in a cult, and then the dude who was running the Seattle city. Um, so everything was run by the government and then they took over like basically the wolves yeah so the wolves are F- the F- like there was uh, two double
0: sections again the wolves are the some liberal rebel liberation front uh, yeah liberation washington front. liberation front i guess and the what was the other F- Federal, right
1: which was the army I think basically west, west coast libera- west liberation coast could, whatever could be. anyway the liberation front took the city over and then in that city, they grew like little cults and then they killed that lady as a martyr and all the cult followers like fucking doubled and tripled because she died as a martyr. And do you think and this is not they, like a call uh, to Jesus,
0: literally? Like dying as a martyr after making miracles happen and being like this, I think it's literally referring to Jesus in this setting. Like it's your, uh, like your faith restored, the one good person, the one that you can look up to and uh, pray to and, has his own teachings, and you follow it.
1: I mean, I didn't really give a shit because all I did was just literally living off the land, which is a smart move in my opinion. Oh, like they, all they, the threats to right? the island, basically,
0: like their own island, which is completely
1: separated, and they are kind of safe there and living in their own little. Did you realize what that island was?
0: No, what what was that?
1: That was part of Seattle because uh, Seattle got flooded. That's the part with the Space Needle on it. That's why the Space Needle is there. Oh, okay. It's like half the city got flooded. That's what the island is. It's like the little part that was like Mm -hmm. higher up. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. That was a pretty, pretty cool idea. Um, Yeah, but uh, you have four factions, right? You have Tommy and Jackson who basically live like uh, cowboys when you like go through the city and they have like their um, like bars
0: and like horses and (laughs) yeah cowboy hats and saloons and that kind of
1: yeah then then you have like the marauders and the militia in the city in the stadium that have like their crop fields in the stadium and live in slums and stuff then you have like the people on the island the religious ones or whatever that have like an entire island built out with crazy cool houses, living off the and land, that living cool. like they really said they cool They have like lives. a few
0: thousand people, so not like massive amounts, but yeah.
1: Yeah, man, they built an entire crazy cool city. It was literally like a Scandinavia or something. It was really, yeah, it's really all cool like go these wooden there. Buildings. That was such an yeah. fucking awesome setting. Like
0: the haven, which is their capital, looks so cool from the distance. Mm. It was so pretty. Like all these like natural lights and with torches and like these wooden houses in the distance. Like it just looks so good.
1: Yeah, and then the last um fraction faction was uh the people in santa barbara basically bikers and stuff who took over like a resort and caught caught random people as slaves (laughs) and had them work in the fields yeah i I, I was was wondering what's up with
0: that like first i thought they were like uh catching girls especially for like raping them or whatever then i thought they are like eating them or something but then they are just like having prisoners you never really found out what they exactly do right just like working them oh no you do find really? out yeah
1: they were work yeah, working work. the fields like when you uh, approach the compound you can see yeah, all they the prisoners coming walking from like, and the
0: fields and they say that they're, like uh, getting tomatoes and shit right? yeah, and notes but like is that all that they were like they were basically doing like um slave labor right yeah exactly
1: okay, yeah yeah, well, it's pretty fucked up, but it's so cool to see like all these people living in this post world and see how they are like trying to survive and stuff and building like these little groups with like their own rules and identities and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then there's Abby who right, doesn't so care about thing... anyone.
0: <laughs> like you should, Abby you know, she. Abby does care about a lot everyone. of people. Uh, she be like first, okay. No, she doesn't.
1: Yeah. Who does she like betray? All her friends. Like no. yeah, she's literally when okay, she she's part of this
0: VLF. Uh, everyone is friends with her basically. Everyone knows her. And then she's literally killing them for some strangers that she hated. Well, she hates the scars. And also when her best friends that's died like the- Manny, for example, who was like one of my favorite characters from that group. She doesn't even
1: like flinch. She's like, "Oh, he died." Like, that's it. What do you mean she doesn't flinch? She gets shot in the head and she has to like yeah, duck into cover. No, and the dude who no was emotions. shooting her is still yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, but
0: there's no emotions on her face or she's not even saying anything. She's like, oh fuck or motherfucker. Uh, you said, don't even see her she, face. Yeah, she says motherfucker, actually. That's the exact line she says. That's it. Yeah, but you don't see her face. Yeah, of course. You can see her. Like there are cutscenes, but like she's not like, oh no, whatever. She's just like there and motherfucker and that was it. Her best friend killed. That would have been even weirder if she would have said oh no. No, I don't know if, if, like, if, if I would have literally stood there and... have any been emotions like... for her. But like, I don't know. The whole character for me was just like so emotionless. I didn't feel anything with her.
1: The whole game. I. I don't know, I think she brought in so much more emotion after like, literally after Joel's death, she re- like tried to redeem herself and get more and more and more and more, yeah, and more emotions to like that- the end of the game and got so much more involved in all of the people and actually, ex- like you could see her being haunted by Joel and by everything that happened to her and what led up to like her dad's death and everything, like killing Joel didn't do anything at all, she still felt really dead and but terrible inside because of that and all the decisions that she made with Owen
0: yeah Hmm? she felt bad because of Joel after that basically she also got traumatized by what she did basically yeah
1: yeah and she's trying to redeem herself like everything that happens after in the second act is all of her just trying to make amends for what she did every time she meets Owen she sees the life that she could have had that she wasted away for like revenge um, like going after Joel and going for the revenge and that's exactly what Ellie does as well like these two characters are so parallel the only difference is that Abby is already further in the story so when Ellie goes insane so you see where Abby is coming from then you see where Ellie could go if she could actually get her revenge or forgiveness but you know that so Abby when does
0: the same thing again after she finds out that her friends are dead <laughs> she doesn't yeah she goes after when does she? It, like she, she doesn't kill ellie well, yeah she goes to kill ellie she literally lets her go true but she goes she, there too she redeemed yeah, herself maybe, but she goes th- okay no she like you know there's this scene when they go she goes to kill ellie right that's her goal to go and kill Ali because she killed his friend and she actually shots, shoots at Ali without any motions and then she actually lets her go right but she actually shoots at her and kills uh, Jesse and she thinks she killed Tommy she, she basically killed already two people and also tried to kill Ali right there and then she lets her go and then you still have a fight with Ali.
1: Yeah, she's holding Ellie at gunpoint. Jesse's dead because he literally came running out the door with a gun. I mean, at that point, it would, uh, he was already a goner. Yeah. <laughs> and how the scene resolves with Ellie and Abby is that... So, Ellie killed the pregnant woman so and her boyfriend, technically. So, her revenge would have been to kill the pregnant girlfriend of Ellie's as a parallel and then Ellie but Lev steps in which is a representation of her forgiveness and her redemption and everything she did until that point to get out of her head and actually do something for other people and live a life that's not completely consumed by hatred and revenge and this lets her live and lets her get out of there and giving her the chance to be happy on a farm with the people that she loves yeah, but she's still. about the rest of she's her day still happy. with
0: the reason to kill uh, all of them, basically, because they killed her friend. Yeah, but she didn't. Yeah, but she, yeah, she killed two people. Still, okay, we find out Tommy didn't yeah, die. but, Ellie... but she tried. She also tried to three, kill Ali without, like, she was actually shooting at Ali, just missed. I don't know if you saw that. Like when the when the Jesse drives, when oh. they come through the door, she shoots like two three times at Ali, but misses all three.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, how many does she know are oh, in there? The way, uh, does she know Ellie is oh, gonna come? Oh, it reminded come?
0: me of something uh, funny. Actually, you know, there's a scene when uh, when Isaac comes, who is the boss of uh, her basically, and uh, and yeah. she drops her gun away, right? Like they say, "Oh, drop!" Like she puts her gun away, and the next scene you you fight, obviously, and you have your gun back. <laughs> I just noticed that it's like a little funny not continuance in the game.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I don't think you thought about that, that just reminded me of that, because that's what Ellie does basically, also throws the gun away at that part when they confront.
1: Yeah I know, she puts the gun on the yeah. table. Yeah, I mean, yeah it makes sense, but the problem is that you keep your guns, you don't switch them like a, a first person shooter. So in first-person shooters, when you get captured or something, you lose all your guns, so you have to pick them up again. But the problem there is that you can't just, like, drop your pistol somewhere because... Yeah, you I mean, I understand slider. why they did
0: it like this. It was just weird to see that you just dropped the gun away. I and mean, there sp- would have been a
1: workaround that you can find the pistol somewhere else again and it's, like, slightly better or a different mm. model or some nonsense. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit weird, I agree. Yeah.
0: But, like, don't you think that she's third on... Like, just because she finds this one girl and boy that she could get her redemption in... But while, while we are she is trying to get to redeem herself as a good person because all the sins she committed basically. And she also getting a bit more spiritual through the think... journey. And just because of that, then she still kills all the soldiers that she was like friends with. And just to save the other two people. Like it's just a trade-off again between two things because she doesn't believe in something personally. She just betrays her previous faith. And turns her back to her personal uh, agenda. Just to redeem herself, she kills a bunch of friends, basically. And they even call her a traitor. She would like, Everyone recognizes
1: her. She would have. Be- like every soldier you meet, is like, hey, Abby's
0: there, and she's just killing them, right?
1: <laughs> she would have betrayed them either way. Honestly, like Owen accepted the kids and the scars. Like the scars hate the kids. Um. The only way where she wouldn't have betrayed anybody would have been if she shot herself in the head at that point. If she would have betrayed the kids, then she would have betrayed the kids. If she would have betrayed the wolves, then she would have betrayed the wolves. And she tried to, like, negotiate with them. She She didn't try to kill them at all. She even put her gun on the floor so she was disarmed at that that point. point, The only reason why she survived... At
0: that point, she was held at gunpoint by five other soldiers with Yara, the other girl, dead on the floor. They thought she's dead, but she wasn't. And that's why she kinda I think submitted. But before that she already killed soldiers from that group.
1: No. I think, no, I she think didn't. yes. Nope. No Are no no no, no no no. You don't kill any uh, wolves before that point. You can you only go through the island and kill scars. Okay. I guess. That is the first point when you kill wolves, because you before you avoided them completely. And yeah. She could have also just Turned on the kid and should have said, "Yeah, fuck it, I shoot the kid." Done, and then she would have betrayed the kid. But she actually tried to resolve the situation without anybody getting killed. It's just that Isaac is a complete lunatic and a mass murderer, and just wants the control over the city. And he doesn't give two fucks about how to get. Well, it. Wasn't
0: it like I I I don't know how was the peace because uh, these car people and uh, the the wolves were actually in peace. They had multiple right,
1: and it was broken. They had multiple treaties. Yeah. Yeah, they had multiple treaties and constantly like people it was so weird. If you read the documentation it sounded like the scars um tried to help hurt and then they ki- sent people afterwards and then it sounded like the wolves killed specific scars and then you talk to people in cutscenes and they said like oh we uh shoot shot kids or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it was never clear exactly so no really right, but it sounded like both
0: yeah. everyone is guilty. Yeah. You
1: know? I think all of them just wanted to be right. They all just wanted to be right and have their faith prevail. Kind Yeah, of.
0: but uh, to go back to the main point, uh, as you said, like maybe if uh, the game was the other way around, let- maybe I would have actually enjoyed it more personally. Like if I started with Abby and then with uh, Ellie's part, maybe I would have liked it more, especially if I don't know what happens. Like, if, I, if it doesn't start with Joel dying, but, like, maybe leading up to it somehow, and then... I, I'm not sure because I'm not a writer, but I think maybe that way I would have actually cared more about uh, their camps and not, like, through this other half of the game just redeeming herself and learning more about her and her friends and their journey. But maybe if it started out with that, then I would have seen everything differently. And also, I think the whole plot of the game was more like a, almost a movie kind of plot, like... Uh, like Christopher Nolan kind of movie with like jumping back and forth and seeing the same days happen from completely different perspective and jumping back in time and then confronting in one point it was almost like a movie, a revenge movie from two perspectives.
1: Alright so there was a lot to unpack. I think it doesn't work the other way around because where do you start out? The problem is that if you give Joel too much time in the beginning, it just seems weird (laughs) if you rip him uh, uh, out afterwards. So he needs to go from the beginning. That's the only way Ellie's story makes sense as well. What I would have done is start the
0: uh, game without even mentioning Ellie or Joel and just having a completely separate line uh, who are like hunting for someone. And uh, you find out at the end that it's Joel and then you kill Joel,
1: but then you already care about them. But what do you do then? Then you have two revenge stories in one game. If you uh, have you the the revenge two revenge stories story
0: right now in one game or multiple more than two.
1: Yeah. No, you don't. You have an opening in which a murder takes place from two That's different perspectives. Story. Then you have a revenge, that was already a revenge st- story, Then you have the a murder. revenge story. Yeah. That was the revenge of Yeah, that. but that was only from one perspective. That was just the opening act. Yeah, so that's fun. That was literally like a flashback or the cold open for a Bond movie that takes like five minutes. You rush through that and then the plot begins. So the way I see it is that was the, the, the key point in the story. You saw it from two perspectives happening, the same thing that affected everybody who you're playing with afterwards. And then you go into the revenge plot. Then you see where that leads it ends on a cliffhanger then you go into the redemption arc and make and elaborate why stuff happens with the people around you and who cares and you first of all the first one thins the horizon the second one broadens the horizon and the set pieces again and then you let them clash at the end yeah but for me this just if it you, just doesn't
0: work for me with the game like i feel like that's like a, but uh, if uh, you a have Abby fall.
1: hunt down Ellie in the beginning if you have Abby hunt on Joel in the beginning, yeah. you already get a lot of like. At that point, you have the same story twice because Ellie does. Uh, Abby doesn't care about people anymore. She just goes off alone to kills Joel. She just has a single-minded approach, just rushes through things to get things done to kill him. Yeah, but I mean then, then they would Joel have told the story differently. And obviously. then you go like, with... They
0: could have made it like different, like then you would have like uh, care more about her people and like introduce them a bit more to you and like actually care about everyone there and especially Abby and like how she feels maybe with more flashbacks about her past, like a completely different story and it leads up to Joel killing her dad and she, therefore she like you find it out. So somehow and then you find out that it's Joel and that's a huge twist and then you switch to uh, the other side, Ellie, to hunt her down because of what she didn't. I think that would also make sense to me and then I would actually care about Abby to start off like a whole
1: new per- uh, game person, like a whole new character and this way... But then make it an entire game, don't make it two points because if, if you do the same thing with Ellie literally again <laughs> like you travel to jo- uh, to Jackson to kill Joel, then you travel to Seattle to kill Abby. It's the same thing, and you're going through the same motions. Yeah, but okay, because but, like, then uh, the people from Jackson would have been the enemies and the assholes who you're killing all over the game, and you don't feel bad about killing Joel at the end, and then you go all the way back and kill Abby. Yeah, at the but end. I feel like, like, like there's how no it is resolution. Right now, there's like no narrative yeah, maybe, there. Maybe, but
0: how it is right now, I feel like it just. I think it's just ultimately flawed for me and I think many other people because you mainly care about Joel and Ellie That's like basically what you come for And if you don't get that then you want something completely different or completely new But what you get is a story about someone killing Joel which is basically everyone's favorite character if it's not Ellie And then you just have this character you hate already and then you have to play with that character and you want her dead But you are forced to play as someone you don't even want to play as and you have to kill go after like ellie who you love and you have to fight ellie like for example there's a boss fight where you literally have to try to kill ellie obviously you don't kill her but i let my character die because i don't want her to kill ellie i want her to die so it just doesn't work because i don't even want to play as her i don't want to i don't want to complete her agenda when i care about the other perspective which was the from the first game for almost everyone so I think that just makes no sense to do it like that. Like, It's literally like you would play the bad person in a game where you... Which, a game which was built on the two characters which were literally the center of everything and their relationship was the only thing, real thing that you were caring about and now your goal is to go against that basically. With a character that killed one of your favorites. I Can you not see that how that would not work for some people, maybe for you, work because you could completely, like, uh, separate yourself from the two stories and look at uh, this new character, Abby, as, like, her own person and what she came through and what she is going through and her mental state and how she's trying to redeem herself, but that's because uh, you, you can, like, disassociate these two things, but I think a lot of people can't and they will never do like myself i would never like her because because of how it happened from the first game to the second game and uh, have the whole game kicked off in the beginning
1: i don't know man (laughs) like joel was never a good character even Throughout the first game, like the way he treated Ellie and just everybody else around him. He just used people to get what he wanted and only did like one favor to one friend until he actually led Ellie to get close to him. Yeah, I don't know, like, like he's not he a was good an person. person. Yeah, we can all agree, but no one is. And it doesn't... And he deserves to die, like for sure. Yeah, maybe. And I'm... The only reason why I can empathize with Abby is because... She literally went through the sh- same shit Ellie did. Well, mm. no, Ellie never. I mean, really in parents, regards to right? Joel, other than in in regards to Joel, Ellie had a mom, but uh, yeah, yeah. and also Ellie, Ellie yeah, also no, had a much of rougher. Infected, she was,
0: and I mean, like she was the cure, and like that's like a whole nother. I actually want your yeah, opinion that on right that before. as well, like uh. Like, uh, do you justify oh. Ali uh, hating Joel or forgiving Joel, and yes. how yes. she feels? Yeah. So you uh, you understand that she I is completely... angry at Joel for saving her.
1: So that's also one of the really smart moves that the game developers did, because you have so much, so many stretches in the first act with Ellie of just hate and no character development, and everybody you meet is just bland shells, that the only people who stick out out of flashbacks was Joel, because he's such a delight, and every time you hang out with him, it's like the best thing ever in the entire game, because the chemistry is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's just there, so you get pushed ahead to kill all these fuckers, because you remember how good Joel was, so you get incentive, because every, like, five hours or so, you need to be reminded that Joel is a cool dude and a good person. But the shittier Ellie gets and the more fucked up Ellie gets, and she literally becomes the villain in this game, to be honest. Like, okay, so hatred and vengeance are the villain, but she is definitely the the instrument. If anybody is a protagonist in this game or gets close to it, I would say it's probably Levy or Abby. Like, Ellie is completely fucking off the rails. I would not say
0: Abby at all, but Levy, I can... Like, I think Levy is... Actually, a really good character overall. Like, uh, who doesn't know, again, he's this car kid who is uh, teaming up with Abby, actually. And uh, they are kind of bonding together, and her sister is there. Like, their whole relationship grows from Abby saving her sister and uh, him, even though they are in the opposing factions, basically. And, yeah, he's super sweet and just, like, a poor kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I would say yeah, that the-, but the relationship in the flashbacks with Joel sours like a lot over the first act as well. Like you realize that Ellie just just can't comprehend that Joel saved her basically and doomed humanity. And at that point, you don't know anything more because then it switches to Abby, and you don't know the resolution of this thing like till the towards the end of the game when you play with Ellie again after um, Abby doesn't kill Ellie and gives her a second chance at life without hate
0: yeah but at the end Ali doesn't and kill you see Abby either, how good right? she has it like uh, Ellie does the same at the end like she also st- lets yeah. her live and uh love too like she lets them go it's the same way
1: Abby let them go so it also repeats itself exactly she breaks the cycle that's the whole point yeah like she is if she would have killed Abby and then didn't kill Lev or something. Lev would have come after her and it would have continued forever. <laughs> the fucking vicious cycle of hatred yeah. and nothingness and uh, all and this And then probably crap.
0: JJ or whatever the baby's name was would come after Lev. And it would just go on forever.
1: <laughs> exactly. So she broke the cycle. She allowed herself to forgive and thus move on. Yeah, and that was also because of Joel,
0: which was kind of like- I, Exactly, I, I really the last cutscene is mirror. Yeah, that ending was super, like, I really liked that how the tied up the whole game, actually, like, the whole ending section was really nice.
1: That kind of saved the game a bit for me, story-wise, to be honest. So I mentioned- <laughs> I mentioned in the normal review that I like cried twice and the thing is like both of them were flashbacks with Joel which is super ironic because he's dying in the beginning and I've been shitting on Joel a lot throughout the fucking review (laughs) but um so the first one was when they were at the dance okay so what is really weird to me is that they put out this trailer at E3 last year of like this church dance, winter dance thingy mm-hmm. and they almost show all of it except the last part when Joel pops up in it and they refer to it in the opening so many times constantly but they never show you it don't know what happened until really. all the way at the yeah. end and it's so weird to me that they showed this thing at E3 and already showed all of this anyway so in the end Joel pops up and somebody's calling Ellie a bigot because she cursed uh, Dina or a something. Dyke. A dyke. And Joel gets in the way and... S- <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 A dyke. And um, Joel gets in the middle of it and tries to prevent... I think Seth was his name Seth, to, like, yeah. go any further and, like, calm him down. And Ellie just screams at him that he should just leave her alone and stuff. Yeah. And I really thought at that moment that was the last time they talked I before Joel died because ma- that would have yeah, been the it next day. Yeah, made you
0: think that that was the last moment. They actually...
1: Put and that was that, I think that was the saddest thing to me. Yeah. That was like the fucking saddest thing because that set Ellie on the path again to like go to Ellie, Abby and kill her like probably this time
0: mm-hmm. yeah that was uh, i i actually and also thought that that's the last moment i had the exact same thought it was i probably made you think that that was the last time they talked because in the beginning of the game they sometimes even refer to like oh how are you with joel and she's like oh we are not so good you know and then you think that was yeah. the last time they talk basically
1: Yeah, their relationship wasn't like doing that Mm -hmm. well throughout that series. And then the last one is literally the last cutscene where Joel is just playing guitar on his porch and uh, Ellie comes up and they talk about that Ellie should have just died in that hospital and then she would have mattered, her life would have mattered. And Joel just stands there and uh, growls to her that he would have if the Lord would have given him another chance, he would have done it all over again. And Ellie says he, she can never forgive him for that. Well,
0: she said, yeah.
1: And but then, she wants to try. Yeah. And that was the last thing they ever spoke to each other. And it's, like, so beautiful. Like, he got four years with Ellie that he can uh, that, that he can always cherish like there were there might have been like the best years of his life after the pandemic yeah i agree and uh, and uh, it was it was like such a beautiful cap-off and she finally realized that the hatred is really just a toxic swirling ball of awfulness and she kind of just needs to let yeah, go it led
0: back to forgiveness because that whole scene was about her forgiving joel basically and then at the end like when she's about to kill Abby she's literally killing Abby and then she sees that scene basically and then she also kind of forgives her I guess in a way and and lets her go
1: yeah and I think at that point Ellie is exactly at the point where Abby was when she let Ellie go like she she already she, she experienced so much with Owen, all the things that she did wrong, she realized and she just wanted to help these kids that were just dealt a really bad hand and she kind of just abandoned them, but then went back for them and then tried to actually make better and make due for what she's done. And she actually did care for them because she could have just left them at the island and could have not gone after them, but she actually did and she pushed through all of this nightmare and actually like took the kid to Santa Barbara to like look for a better life and...
0: Yeah, true, I agree. She definitely cared about those two. But uh, yeah, what I was also saying earlier that she again just like chose her own... like put her own uh, self in a way with her own forgiveness, her own redemption over everyone else again. So maybe she's trying to redeem herself with love and uh, try to break the cycle of uh, revenge. But at the same time, she's still killing people that care about her or are close to her. I don't know. It's just weird a bit to me. Hmm.
1: Yeah. I yeah, know. I mean, it Tricky. was definitely a I really hard, the hard game. Hard game I re-
0: and, like, talks about a lot of topics. I think, like, it does religion. Uh, definitely a lot of revenge. The last fight, I was Max probably doesn't know uh, Naruto that well, but uh I, there's I sasuke and exactly naruto who is like uh sasuke is this kid who is all about revenge that's the whole his whole story in the whole anime through like fucking 30 seasons and there's a last fight between naruto and him and they just do the same thing like they can barely walk and they just beat the crap out of each other basically so that reminded me of that and yeah it was a really nice ending to the game and T- tied it up nicely i agree with that but uh i still uh i still stand by my point what i said earlier that i just don't like how this was put together even though i like how uh, naughty dog tried to like t- like twist it up completely from the previous game and like try a completely different direction tell like a, a story with like um like a point behind it, being revenge and this vicious circle of hate and forgiveness at the end. Which is uh, like, I think it's a really good message, but I just didn't like playing it through as it was. If it was a movie, or if I was a new player, as I said, I would have liked it more, because then I wouldn't have had the connections from the previous games. But this way, I, I just didn't feel like playing that character, and that was my main problem.
1: I think your problem was a, a different one as well. So you mentioned movie a couple mm-hmm. of times now, and Naughty Dog is usually known for making games that are like movies, yeah, right? True. In quotes, they're all like yeah. movies. But I think this is the first game that is actually like a television show. Yeah, I mean, true. You can. It's basically Be- like The Walking Dead, right?
0: A lot, a super much like The Walking Dead, like. Even in the beginning of it as mentioned. I don't want to say
1: Walking that specifically. I just want to talk about like the structure and how television shows usually run. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because if this would have been a movie, it only would have had Ellie's act and that would have been it. And it would have been fleshed out a bit more and the characters would have gotten some development. But I think because you had like a season's worth of footage and character development in here, you had the time to like in the first couple of episodes just to go like really narrow-minded and you had like high notes at specific chapter ends and stuff. To, like, really focus on the characters and then you completely switch it up and have, like, back and forth and flashbacks and flashbacks and flashbacks and you, like, stretch out the story. Like, in a television show, I think the opening would have never happened the way it did. It would have just straight up started with Ellie being in Seattle hunting some assholes down and then it would have flashed out the backstory with, like, flashbacks later on and reveal much more what would have happened. Which they technically kind of did with the dance thing at yeah. the end and with Joel. But uh, yeah, I think this thing is very much structured like a television show in a lot of ways. Mm, So a lot of movies have the issue when they adopt games that games are just 30 hours Mm -hmm. of people hanging out and talking and you can't really condense that into like 90 minutes. That's why a lot of game movies just are hollow and suck because they don't have any substance and they don't have the time to build all these characters. That's why The Witcher show actually worked, because it was 45 minutes over, what was it, eight episodes or ten <laughs> yeah, episodes, like 10. that actually gave you the time to give a shit about these characters, and that's the reason why all these, like, <laughs> television shows or television networks want to adapt uh, games into, like, television shows, because they make sense, because you have the time there to tell the narrative. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with And I think this was you, yeah. the first game that is... 30 hours of just constant character development, plot to twists, mm-hmm. flashbacks, flash forwards, and all this stuff. I think this might be the first game that is actually like a television show, and it's not like a movie at all. This is not a movie, this is like straight up yeah, a I television show. Yeah, I think I show. agree with you
0: on that, like it's actually more like a series. But I mentioned like Nolan movies, because they are usually this twisted, and you play the same same things from a different perspective. That's why I could imagine him making a movie similar to that where you kind of puzzle everything together and find it out this way. So that reminded me of that. But yeah, it would definitely work better with like a proper TV series because of the sheer content that's in the game and, uh, and the time you need to build up these characters to actually care about them in any way.
1: Do you also know why it's written like a television show?
0: Why? I'm... No.
1: So uh, after they announced that Last of Us Part 2 is actually happening, there was an interview with Neil Druckmann, the director of the game, who said that he never wanted to touch the second one in the first place. And the only way they're going to approach this is that The Last of Us is not just stories about random people, it's always about Ellie and Joel in a way. So mm-hmm. that already limited them in kind of a way. And then he, they brought on a new writer who did Westworld, which is a television show. Yeah, I heard about it. Sure. So the co-writer of the entire thing is a television show writer. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Which makes yeah. a lot of sense if you think makes, about it.
0: Definitely feels that way. Uh, by the way, I wanted to also mention that, uh, do you like prologue games, like games or uh, prequels? Like that play before uh, something that you already played? Because that's already the, my problem with replaying the same three days from this pers- different perspective with Abby. That I already know where I will end up at. And I will already know that these people I meet will die. And I will already know kind of what will happen and where I will end up at. And that kind of spoils my fun. I never write prequels uh, either because I it's like playing something that you know that where it will lead. So that's also my issue with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I get yeah. your point. I don't like that either. That is not, yeah, that's not great. But to be fair, at least uh, Abby's campaign is structured in a way that you almost never meet any other people who actually die by Ellie's sound. Well,
0: you meet them basically before they die, right? Like, you meet Nora in the hospital, she helps you, and then you know that, oh, she will die in two hours. Like, you know, that's like my feeling. Oh, you're meeting Owen in the aquarium. Oh, you're I like, oh, by you the time Nora, I go back, she's... she will be dead, right? Like, that's what I think.
1: Yeah, Nora's already halfway dead when you meet her because it's the same night when Ellie like takes her out. But that's also never gonna be mentioned again. Wait, wait maybe I miss Nora is nice. the
0: medical girl. The the one isn't that I don't Nora? know. But well, yeah, but when you meet with Abby, like she's just helping her down the right to find the like the, the equipment she yeah. needs. And then I feel already know that in she's like one, the Red two King. hours she will be do- down in the basement choking on spores and then getting tortured by uh, ellie and then i already know that oven or whatever uh, mel i don't care about them don't care what they say or do because i know that they will die either way like no matter if i try to save this person no matter what i try to do uh, they will just die because i already knew that <laughs> yeah but you never
1: had to save Owen. yeah yeah i was just saying for That's an example the only reason why they were in the plot at all at that point was because uh, they were fleshing out Abby's motivations and character. Exactly, but if I know that you never had to like actively help yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, I know, but like you, and you, you didn't need to care about had them because you, yeah, exactly. For example, yeah, exactly. that
0: oh, we may maybe go to Santa Barbara together, maybe have a life, but you already know that that's never gonna happen, no matter what.
1: Yeah, exactly. You didn't need to give a shit. I didn't give a shit about yeah, them either. Sorry. I did give a shit about their relationship and how it reflected on Abby because with Owen being there and having sex with her and wanting her to come along on the boat trip and leaving Mel behind and Abby actually wanted to come along now because move, <laughs> she realized that she she realized that uh, all that hatred and just vengeance just totally destroyed her personal life and whatever she loved and whatever love she. But had, you know loved. it's always a good idea it's more
0: about how these characters <laughs> oh, sorry it's always a good idea to sleep what? with your uh, girlfriend's uh, boyfriend or uh, your p- pregnant girlfriend's boyfriend
1: because that's a nice yeah. thing to do uh, girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean she loved him from the beginning the only reason why they split up is because she went so hellbent bent on the revenge thing for Joel and literally destroyed her own life that's exactly what ellie did with a farm like after she came back uh, dina was gone with uh, the oh, right. jj yeah
0: we don't really know that's exciting i they would both... love to like read a comic or something but like i do i at the same time i don't want to find out what happened it's nice to have it like kind of open at the
1: end Exactly, you don't know what Ellie does afterwards. Like, is she going back to the Fireflies because she read through all the notes of Abby and is gonna like just offer herself up so she can be killed to cure the planet because she like has nothing left. You see her, her sadly walking away. She, she has no
0: fingers. <laughs> she has,
1: she has no connection to Joel anymore. She can't even play the guitar. The only thing that gave her hope. Is she just gonna like? end it all or is she actually going after Dina because she finally realized that she f- can forgive herself and actually move on with her fucking life? I
0: mean both would make sense but didn't they say that Abby's that is the only doctor in the world that can do this operation for some reason
1: <laughs> I think they actually said that like he's the know. only one that can do it yeah I don't know why out of the fireflies but they're regrouping right so there might be oh, they new said doctors, there's already more than 200
0: right yeah. it's just fun yeah yeah
1: but yeah so uh what do you what were you thinking about the set pieces though like everything uh, like all right so we were talking about it in the normal review i was fucking happy when that stupid horse shimmer or whatever got shot in the head
0: <laughs> really shimmer i'm sad horse. for that
1: horse <laughs> i i'm sad for that horse but that was the exact point when I realized that the stupid open world segment was finally gone and you're going to have like a proper narrative from there. You on mean
0: out. like, uh, I can't remember when Lichimer died in the f- that open world part at the end of the Seattle downtown? Right when
1: you get out of okay, downtown. Well,
0: yeah, so yeah. that uh, for people who never played it, it's like the game is very linear except in the beginning there's a section for some reason which is co- uh, not completely but pretty much open world where you can go and just explore in a pretty empty area there's nothing really happening there it's i kind of enjoyed it because i just like the open world-ish games and exploring but at the same time it really didn't fit the game and what it made even weirder is that it never comes back like uh, that's just the one-off in the beginning of the game, and then it's very linear again, which makes absolutely no sense. So I, I'm not sure how that got into there or why it's even there at all.
1: I have absolutely no idea. Uncharted had the same kind of segments with, like, like the, the boat on Madagascar yeah, exactly. and on the mountains and stuff. Yeah. But at least there it made sense. You have these open... Sp- I mean, it makes kind of sense here too, but at the same time, it's such a useless in a very game exciting. like make an open world game or leave it or make at least more segments like and they these. also
0: kind of introduce you to having it, this map with like zones on it and then the map is just gone after that and like it made no point at all like i don't even it made no yeah. sense no sense yeah, that was very stupid probably that part they could have cut out almost all and just have like a small linear section and would have made the game way shorter already because that part was actually
1: pretty long if you explore everything so when. When you were in the epilogue, right? And you were going to Santa Barbara, I think Ellie takes a map from the boat and then marks stuff on it. And you had like a little cutscene or something. Yeah. Uh, I was so scared that in the epilogue, suddenly they bring back this feature and you have to like stroll through the entirety of Santa Barbara. Oh, no, it was very close. And I was already close. looking at like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> but oh, you know what? Uh, it reminded yeah, me of something we? weird again. Like, uh do you remember why, like Tommy and Ellie just dropped the map in the aquarium, <laughs> with the map that leads uh, Abby to them? Like it was just there on the floor, <laughs> with all their markings on it, and they just left it there. I, that was so weird to me. It felt like they, it was like almost a plot hole. They just dropped it. Now I don't know, not plot hole, but more like, you know, like this. Uh, I don't even. What do they call these things? Where it's only there to further the plot, basically, like. There's no other point behind it, they just mm,
1: place. You mean probably MacGuffin or something, but that's not a MacGuffin. I don't know what that is. MacGuffin is something that uh, people in the plot trying to like get. Well, whatever, but like... like, like for example, if you have... The oh,
0: inf- like, do you know why that map was there? Like, it's just, just here.
1: I think if I had to guess, I would say because uh, Owen and Aunt Mel and Ellie were fighting and it just fell out of a pocket like, or something. Like, they killed them and I can't and they, remember like, having... they were not
0: like hurrying or anything. They were just there meeting and then... The map was on the floor, and they left it there. Which was their map, basically, with all the places marked on it.
1: Yeah, but the thing is... I I can't remember if Ellie had it out for some reason and was looking at it or something. But if I had to guess, because I can't remember, I have to, like, get to that point again in the second playthrough. But, um... Are you already, are you, are you already guess, in the second playthrough? Yeah, I want to get the platinum.
0: Oh my god, Max, please.
1: <laughs> so... Uh, I would guess that they were fighting, the map fell down, Ellie was looking at Mel, realized she killed a pregnant woman and literally broke down afterwards. And then Tommy and Jesse came in and just grabbed her and dragged her out of there because they were literally sitting in a puddle of blood of an infant and a mother.
0: Yeah, but true. But at the same time, in this game, you literally see everyone dying. and looking in every corner every little crack and then you leave the, your map on the floor
1: yeah but you gotta realize right they have a different mindset at that point they don't they're not just standing in the room and be like hmm how can we make this the smartest move that we can know like th- Tommy and Jesse rushing in seeing Ellie on the floor crying looking at the woman who died and Ellie having a me- mental breakdown in a completely infested part of the town where there's two fractions at war and they have to drag her back to the theater mm-hmm. in some kind of way so you don't just chill there and try to figure out what By the fuck's going uh, on
0: you know the point fan they are back in the theater and uh with tommy and jesse they actually planning to go back home and ellie agrees to on giving up on her vendetta right yeah so she already wants to break the circle there
1: like she lets abby no go. she's being forced yeah, to because there's yes. no other choice because dina yeah, is but pregnant she could just say yeah, that okay
0: tommy and jesse takes dina and she stays
1: yeah but look but th- No, no, they already established that. Tommy and and Jesse can't take Dina because she would never leave without Ellie. That's what they already established before in a cutscene. And also, Ellie is already back at the farm afterwards when Abby beats her down. And she was on the farm for a while because that kid is already grown and they have like a bunch of uh, animals and an entire decked out house and stuff. So she's been there for a oh, while. By the way, the farm is and she still the ha- most beautiful
0: scene. Like that whole area is like the, I think the most beautiful gaming scene I've ever seen. Like that just looks crazy.
1: Yeah, but that's supposed to look like that. So you see what she's actually giving up yeah, to yeah, go on this path. But I'm of just
0: made like graphically it's like the whole area there with the mountains with the like the pink sun dries uh, or or uh, like uh, sun going down. I don't know which one it was. It's just so beautiful and like the whole grass moving, like not the grass like feels moving. It's just crazy beautiful. I really love that. Yeah.
1: But you can see, like, even after all that time, she, she still breaks down with PTSD attacks and just guilt-riddled all over her, that she can't even bear, like, being with her family and has to leave to, like, finish what she started. Only when she's actually at the point where she can finish it herself and then move on is the point where she actually stops and but forgives to be honest, her.
0: we, like, having PTSD, like, that's she... normal, right? And she's trying to, like... Probably looking for ways to get over it, but she only goes back because of Tommy, because he comes back and tells her the location of Abby, and then uh, also calls her out that she promised him that sh- she would do it. So I'm not sure if she would have done it on her her own will, or just go to the therapist and get over it. Uh, but like you know, like what I mean, like she was kind no, of pushed over. No, I think she would have done it either way. Like she was not really looking for that. Like she was pushed into it.
1: No, I think her having survived a near-death experience with Dina and Tommy losing an eye and completely beaten down
0: Yeah, by the way, how, do you think just that, how gave did not die, that's he shot time, in the head? <laughs> Lucky, man.
1: Just, just gave her more time with her family and a bit more leeway before going on the hunt again. I'm pretty sure if she would have left the way she did Probably well, we don't really know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I think if she would have left the, w- if she would have left the way she did, two things would have happened. Either she would have immediately gone back after Dina would have been home, without Dina to kill, uh, Abby, maybe with Tommy, probably without, and would have gotten herself killed, or Abby. I don't know. I don't know at that point if Abby would have come back, But do you really think that
0: she would have done it if Tommy doesn't say the things he said? Because she was kind of happy. Like, she was really happy with the baby. She was, like, kissing her
1: wife or whatever dinner is. You don't know how many panic attacks she had Yeah, we we saw it
0: even in her nose that she had a bunch of panic attacks. But I think that's more like getting over it process
1: than trying to get revenge. I think the only difference that... The only difference... Was that now she actually had a location to go so you don't think
0: that mattered that he said, oh, she promised him, and she's breaking her promise and to Joel basically
1: of course, of course that mattered because that just gave her more guilt yeah, exactly so I've... that that just pushed her even more, but I think she would have done it either way yeah, it's
0: a good question actually, and we will never know, but like. It's just uh, interesting to think about, like, what she would have done if she, let's say, she knew the location of Abby, but Tommy was not in the picture, kind of pushing her into that even more.
1: How many minutes are we in already? Uh, <laughs> just yeah, asking. It's
0: uh, one hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah, I think we already said enough, to be honest, anyway.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we went through it a bunch. And I think we also went a bit in circles. Yeah, true, um, but it's one thing, though, that I still wanted to... Like, the circles of hatred and revenge. And f- and So there's one thing I still wanted to... Yeah, that I wanted to touch on real quick. So I noted down, like, one or two highlights for me in, like, the environments and the set pieces that they actually mm-hmm. had. And I just wanted to, like, call them out because I really liked them and I just wanted to, like, go through them quickly. So the things that I really loved was the opening in Jackson, in the city itself, and just, like, hanging out with the characters. That was really cool. I, th- I felt like I wish we had like, more time there, honestly. If you stand, yeah, cl- yeah it w- it would have been so nice to spend some time with Joel there because Joel. Was yeah, in the awesome, winter with like all the kids at the same playing time, in
0: this uh, westernish environment, that was so
1: cool. I agree. Yeah, if you stand close to the people, they have like proper conversations and stuff mm-hmm. as well. It's like really cool. So that stood out to me. Then almost everything in Ellie's campaign is just really. It gets, gets like, more dire and dire and dire and darker visually as well and just really grimy and terrible. I think a standout in that was the Seattle underground scene with, like, the new infected that were introduced and uh, just the scenery of everything being, like, drenched in red and the uncertainty of where monsters were and stuff. That was really cool. Um, Then... Yeah, that was literally it for Ellie's campaign. And then everything else that was really cool was from Abby. Like, the forest scene from the trailer that I talked about before with the hammer. Where you, like, uh, being strung up by the wolves. That was really, really cool. Um, the sky bridge was fucking awesome. <laughs> I I was losing my shit when I had to, like, balance <laughs> over the fucking skyscrapers. That was crazy. Are you, are you also scared and of And also, like the character no i'm not scared of heights but like that that got my heart like pumping of me falling down and not wanting to mess up and stuff and also uh, abby's fear and levy just like jumping around in front of you was like really funny and cool also this the sequence where you like go down the entire tower like the descent or whatever it's called through all these Mm -hmm. hallways Uh, it was like like a hotel basically and
0: like many floors of a giant hotel yeah
1: yeah that was fucking awesome and then the island was really 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 cool i was so amazed by how the shift or the the tone of the games was completely shifted to this ancient village like so cool. just visually how it looked it was so dope and then at the end when everything is on fire and you're riding with a horse so so through cool. the city and shooting yeah so fucking yeah, dope i agree Like I said, like, every set piece in, like, Abby's campaign is just really uplifting, cool, bright, and fucking awesome. Yeah, I
0: completely agree with you. In that part, Abby's... uh Abby's half of the game was way better. I think the places were way more exciting. She went through, like, uh, all the fun areas happened there. I just like playing with Ellie more. That's the only difference. As you said, in Ellie's part, I uh, only like the beginning, really. That was super beautiful. And then everything was just the same. This rainy, gloomy, getting darker and darker. And the underground part, she showed on my cat arrived. And the underground part, uh, which was... uh, (laughs) which was actually a creepy part of the game and then you met the new AI which we never even talked about the Shamblers, I think they are, yeah
1: Shamblers, yes so they are kind of cool yeah, there's a couple of new AI. Like the additions are really, really cool. The shamblers and the big are um, um, the giant like just... mutated
0: shit from Abyss campaign. So yeah, you I think you left that part out, or maybe you didn't like it as much as I did. But uh, that was the creepiest part oh, of the game. Oh fuck yeah, The you're hospital right. underground with the surgery rooms and you locked down there in the first uh, infected, basically not even knowing what it is. And then the giant as uh, door uh, exploded with like all blood everywhere, and you. Know, don't know what it is and then you meet this super crazy mutated boss monster oh my god that part was so creepy i had to turn down the volume on my tv because it was like 3 a.m yesterday when i was playing that i was actually scared at that part that was fucking awesome (laughs) yeah
1: that was fucking awesome i totally i I should have noted that down there was a ground (laughs) Ground zero zero. like you're going to the hospital and that was the quarantine zone where the first infected in seattle was was discovered and they just locked that shit down and left it there for I think twenty Yeah what how many years was it? I think yeah, it was twenty time. years after the uh, first game And you need game, the and first, first note from years. the first
0: people getting infected, not knowing what's happening and it's just and you are there and you don't know either and you know that those people are still there somewhere and it's so creepy. <laughs> It's like a proper horror game.
1: Yeah, the the doctor's just saying like, hey, I can't get out yeah. of here. Can somebody just help me with their connections? I wanna, like, I, I have to sleep in this oh, office yeah. and everything's just completely fucked up. By the way, the, the boss is called the Rat King. Rat King, okay.
0: He's a fucking
1: creepy-ass monster, geez. That was really scary. Man, <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, uh Did you go to the door before and try yeah, to open it? And then it?
0: there was the big sound before like, you turn on the yeah, power. and there was this big sound effect, and you were like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that actually might have a yeah, resident Sure enough, when you, know, you go we back. You always measure Resident Evil. This reminded me of Resident Evil a bit. <laughs> With this weird ass monster chasing you through the fucking hospital. Yeah. It was so crazy.
1: It was like. these things were just stuck in this room for so long and the mushrooms were growing all over the place and pushing them all together so they kind of grew into like one big biomass it's so cool also like when you injure that thing and the the one thing is just falling off the leg
0: and then moves separately
1: yeah Oh, it's so fucked up, but so cool. That was, like, really a highlight yeah, of think the game. So Holy and shit, that was, that was the highest tension,
0: Other than the hotel you mentioned, where you go down the hotel, that was creepy as hell, too, because you went through these little breakpoints and just infected everywhere. That, that Those were the best part, gameplay-wise, uh, and, like, ten- environment tension-wise. I think I
1: the... I think what was also really cool was on the island, later on, when you were fighting all the scars, and they'd use all these... Oh yeah, the Vsils, vis- 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 uh, the, 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 yeah. The, they're so cool, I wish they would have been used more yeah. often yeah, in Ellie's yeah, campaign. I think the, the Vsils are really only cool see but the kinda ones. stupid
0: at the same time. Like They whistle and then you know where they are. <laughs> like, it's not the most clever fighting strategy but it's cool.
1: <laughs> I was so confused that um, when I was playing through Ellie's campaign at uh, well, the point where you hit the aquarium, I was already thinking this is like the last person before you meet Abby or something. I, I thought the game was over at that point. I didn't even know you were playing as a second character, and it just seemed so weird to me that they introduced like the wolves, which you know nothing about. You uh, they introduce the scars in like two or three scenes, which you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. You actually learn through the scars from these two to
0: characters. We already mentioned Yara and Levi. That's the
1: way you kind of find out what they believe in and how they live and stuff like. that. Yeah, also the wolves like like I said nothing you you learn nothing about Seattle almost except from like the optional uh, notes and oh, stuff. Oh, but uh, yeah, last time that, that this is a
0: game where I actually read all the notes I found, which is very rare. Like n- not a single note was longer than two pages and usually I don't read text like that in game but it's like it's the perfect size in this game and you can just read everything in like did one you, minute
1: did you read them in the first game as well no
0: i think i only read it
1: this, no, really
0: yeah i, I probably read a th- bands. i think in the first game they are
1: read everything here i think in the first game they're even better than in this one
0: hmm, nice
1: yeah i read everything because because Part of the issue was that you don't switch locations that much. You spend like a massive chunk of time in Seattle. And I feel like a lot of the stories just kind of blend together at that point because they all have kind of the same issues. It's like, oh, we ran into the wolves <laughs> and they're terrible. Oh, we ran into the, the scars and they're yeah. terrible. Oh, we, we left a person behind and everything sucks in the in the first game because you travel so much through the us in like different locations like a lot of the stories that um that you find in like specific cities are all tied into one narrative so all the notes that you find tie into mm. one thing specifically that's uh for that specific area okay. so it makes yeah, a lot of more sense like in that small regard separate
0: stories for a few people which was also cool to follow i mm, think yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. There there was a lot of cool shit there, but I think the variety was just kind of missing. And I really like that, yeah, like you read the note uh,
0: and then, uh, like, you read the note somewhere, and then you actually find those people dead or rotting away somewhere in the game, and you can identify them from the notes. It's, like, so fun.
1: So another um, new enemy type was the dog, right? Oh, the dog.
0: That was actually, we should have mentioned probably in the gameplay part, in the other. But that actually changes up the gameplay a bit and adds a new mechanic with like where you have to like hide your scent or like you can see your own scent and move from it. I kind of like them. They were not like a big deal. They were not like overwhelmingly there like many times. Like you met them like 20, 30 times maximum I think. So it was fine for me.
1: Yeah. They were like scaring the shit out of me. Because they always found me everywhere and always hurt me immediately and always came towards me. I don't know why. Um, You meet them on, like, Hillcrest or whatever in Seattle, which is also one of, like, the nicer areas when Ellie is going to find Jesse in, like, the upper town or whatever. And you meet the dogs for the first time, and they just keep following me they just, they were like destroying my entire strategies because i usually just snuck around and killed everybody but these stupid dogs kept finding me throughout the entire well, game that was kind
0: of a point uh, i think yeah didn't want to like to kind of yeah m- i know i know flash they, you out
1: from the covers because there's so much more uh,
0: verticality and so much more places where you can hide in this one so they added this to kind of flesh you out and make you move i think that was the i uh, mostly
1: just a boat the stupid dogs, and then just ran for the tall grass and... Uh,
0: Didn't you feel bad when they yeah. died? Like, like, whimpered, like... Woo, woo, woo. I always felt so bad killing the dogs. <laughs>
1: I didn't care about most of the dogs the only dog i actually cared about was like alice yeah, or whatever that's... in the aquarium yeah, that was sad. because you have like a cutscene with a dog where you fight him off and that was the first time where the dogs like doing this little paw thingy and i was like holy That dogs animated so like sad and crazy and sure enough five minutes later you play getting that dog yeah, true. <laughs> and playing with it and stuff yeah,
0: giving uh, it like the toys and yeah it was very sad i mm-hmm. hate animals dying more than humans <laughs> But I haven't seen a single cat in the game, so I'm angry. Put more cats in game. I saw
1: some some squirrels, I think I saw one cat.
0: They're lucky, I haven't.
1: There were were a bunch of squirrels in Jackson.
0: Yeah, nice. I mean, yeah, and there were deers
1: as well. One enemy type we has still have left, which is the Stalker. And I hate these fuckers oh. so much. Were those new? Or, or, I can't the remember stalkers, if they
0: were in this first game, no?
1: No, they weren't in the original. Stalkers are okay. the new ones. They're a bit smarter than the Clickers. You well, can't even really the off. Clickers, though. They
0: see you and they move like animals.
1: Yeah, they see you. You can't hear them except when they make the clicking sounds. And they're, like, constantly moving and hiding oh. and shit. They're, like, the fucking worst enemies. I agree. Ever. Yeah, they
0: were actually really annoying, and also it's very hard to melee. Like I melee in this game. I actually went for meleeing a lot, and I liked upgrading my melee weapons. But the freaking stalkers like push you away. Like they like hold you down and push you away, and it's even hard to melee and hard to dodge them because they are so quick and attack like three times in a row, and you have to dodge three times. Just mm-hmm. really uh, annoying enemy type. But they also kind of changed yeah, up the gameplay, so it was fun.
1: Yeah, man, the infection sections with the stalkers are fucking terrible. I hate these fuckers. I always took just out the shotgun and just mowed them down because I couldn't handle dealing with these assholes. Like, there was no point in, like, (laughs) hiding and, like, going through it slowly because as soon as anybody saw you, all these stupid things kept rushing you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are they're really annoying, I agree, and very quick, and also, attack from, like, behind you, like, you don't even know where they are, and just jump uh, out somewhere, it's just so creepy, and they also (laughs) run away, like, if you take your gun out and shoot at them, they freaking run away, and they come back, like, that's the only AI that does that Uh, in the game.
1: Fucking worst, I swear to god.
0: Yeah, but I think we talked enough, uh, Max, about this, Uh, one and a half hours, just pure spoilers, basically, and I still haven't eaten, and it's, uh, Mm -hmm half one like so after midnight already thank you max You're i welcome. literally had no time to eat because of last of us today like i after work i used played it and then i instantly went to talk about it <laughs> like four hours nice <laughs> <laughs> totally
1: yeah, worth it was fun. all right I'm pretty sure we went like through the narrative so many times and we both said like what we were both mm-hmm. thinking. Uh, yeah. Where do you land on the game Like now? Did it change anything talking about well, it? Well, no, I, I understand your uh, points completely. And
0: uh, I I mean, I, I agree. And I can see that a lot of people would think uh, like that way and it would make it a way better game. And that's why I even said for new players as well, if they don't know the background, And don't care about the background uh, then they may be uh, compelled to see the whole game like you more like a story about revenge and hatred and a vicious circle
1: yeah I think for fans of the last of us the best thing they can do is not replay the last of us before playing this (laughs) like the time that you spent between finishing the first game and this one is actually good thing because you're not as attached to Joel as... Yeah, that could be a problem for me uh, specifically because I played
0: the first game like one and a half months ago or two months ago, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it might still be too fresh. I mean, Joel is a fucking awesome character. Like every second you spend with him in this game is amazing. So it's really sad that he actually is gone, but at the same time he had it fucking coming.
0: Yeah, to be honest, if I didn't know anything about the second game, I would have expected Joel to die at the very end of this game. That would have been my guess what
1: they do you know but i guess they whatever it's actually so yeah. hilarious there was this one teaser trailer that is literally just uh the camera pans back from a city you see like a firefly symbol and then ellie's just sitting in a bedroom playing the guitar and then joel comes in through the light or whatever and says you you're really gonna do this kiddo and she says i'm gonna kill them all or something and sure enough the first billion comments underneath were, oh, Joel's dead. She's just doing this to revenge him.
0: <laughs> I mean, they were right, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: That was four years ago or something, or three years ago. That was the first thing you've ever seen about The Last of Us. I mean, anybody who thought Joel is going to live through, like, more than maybe halfway through the game is an idiot.
0: Yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, but even if it was... Like, I don't think people expected him to die this quick, though. Like, he literally dies in, like, the first half an hour... <laughs>
1: But I think it would have made the narrative so much worse if you would have lived for half now, uh, for like half the game and then would have died.
0: Well, yeah, have,
1: have this because game is structured
0: and put together, yes, because it's all built around that starting point basically, so it would have made no sense, yeah.
1: <laughs> Joel gives everybody purpose, he's the kickoff exactly. point why everybody does what they're doing. Yeah, I
0: agree completely, very true.
1: If you would have like spent fucking half or half the game with Abby just trying to kill Joel, it would have been tedious as fuck and then you do another revenge story right after. So you do the same themes over and over again and this game was already really tedious because how long it was. If, the, if it would have been a quick movie and half the game and you would have done two revenge stories quickly and with more interesting set pieces, I think personally it would have been still more boring than what we got. But I think it might have would have worked. Yeah, I agree cat
0: yeah i'm scared that he's gonna stop the recording so i have to put him there.
1: <laughs> well okay uh if the cat doesn't then we should yeah exactly that's my point so i think it's
0: uh we talked enough for now and uh if you guys about have entire- anything to add uh, about last of us and tell us how you feel about the game please let us know in the comments below or leave us a voice message or email us at what is the address,
1: Max? <laughs> RawEffectPodcast at gmail.com exactly
0: so please uh, message us anywhere uh, let let us know again what you think uh, let us know what you think what's your rating how would you rate this game which one of us is right and uh, let us know if we, this podcast changed your mind about the game but we definitely both of us recommend the you, game and uh, you should probably play it if you haven't
1: I, I tell you what write the rating in the comments on YouTube but please don't spoil a game for other people
0: Yeah, I especially don't write comments on the other podcast with spoilers from this video. So, you know, that would be very mean. But anyway, thank you for watching, guys. We're going to be back uh, with some news and probably some cyberpunk in uh, the next week. And uh, we will see how we go from there. You will probably watch this on a Monday or Tuesday, depending how we put out the two episodes. And then we're gonna be back next week. So have a wonderful week. Play a lot of Lost of Us and see you next time. Goodbye.